Real Life Street Stars, man. Hold on. We got him in the building, man. We got the one and only kill shot in the building, man. What's happening? I'm going to call you the dot connector because, you know, it's funny how when artists and uh, creators come on this spot and on this couch, a lot of people don't know people's faces at times, but they know the work. And Fact. you're a guy who they may not know the face, but they do know the work probably. But even before we get started, man, um, uh, for those that are deaf, dumb, stupid, been living on the rock, man, um, reintroduce yourself. Tell them where you're from. What's happening, y'all? I'm Killshot, the one and only Five. <sighs> Based out of Dallas, Texas. Born in Detroit, raised in Denton. Basically been at this shit for about uh, three years professionally now, but I've really been doing the music my whole life. You know how it be. When'd you come to Dallas from Detroit? Uh, let's see, probably like 2010. Okay, okay, bad. Yeah. Is, is 8 Mile as bad as uh, Eminem make it seem? Shit, that's where I grew up. Like, Damn. Livonia, 8 Mile Road type shit. Um, it's pretty bad. Like, I think we moved down here because uh, my house got broken into like three times in the same year. Oh, shit. Just, yeah. We're going to double back. We... <laughs> yeah, so fucking shit. my parents was like, fuck that and moved down to Texas. Nah, but yeah, that makes sense. Now I gotta lie. Um, you know, you did a hell of a thing, man. Um, it's funny because you know people probably right now on the channel are seeing that Orlando Brown interview go crazy. Um, yes, all sir. it took was seeing you posted up Orlando Brown for us to hit you up and say, hey, man, we would love to get this interview. And uh, yeah. again, that's why I call you the Doc Connector because you made that shit happen. Uh, we don't have Orlando Brown if it's not Killshot making that play. Um, appreciate it. First and foremost, blessings on that. You know, Thank we appreciate you. it. And how often are you in positions like that to where you're around uh, those mm. of celebrity stature to where you're the you're that guy in the picture where they're like, hey, hey, kill. Yeah. Uh, uh, plug, uh, plug me in. Shit. I would say every week, to be honest. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's uh, it takes a team, you know, yeah. being connected with the right people puts me in the rooms and then bringing something to the table. If you got something to offer, they always going to fuck with you. You feel me? Now, it's funny. If they go back and watch that Atlanta Brown interview as or as they watching it. Whenever he says something, he looks over to the right, like behind him, he's looking over at you. Like he's, when he's talking about, you know, cultures and, you know, uh, you know, things like that, or asking to say, say something about something, he's looking at Kill. He's like, hey, he's looking at you. How did yeah. you even get connected with Orlando Brown? And how did y'all get Man, that rapport? It was very organic. Uh, the bad boys came to the studio. They wanted to film an episode type thing. I kind of knew what the vibe was, but yeah. not super familiar with exactly what they was doing. So I just came drippy as fuck, you know. They walked in like, yo, what's good, bro? That solidified it right there. Like, oh, shit, you've worked with these artists. You've done this. All these little factors play in that once Orlando gets in the room, he's already peeping like this dude knows what he's doing. He's a, a music producer, too. So he's there like, we so on the same wavelength. Who was it that was actually um, coming to the studio to actually do music? Was it Raspy? Was it Blueface? Uh, it was, was all it? of them. Oh, everybody. Yeah, everybody yeah. It wasn't Blueface. Bad Boys track. It was the whole... Bad Boys, I don't, I guess this will probably drop after the Bad Boys, but yeah, either way, like, uh, they were filming, like, the theme song for the episode, or recording the theme song. Oh, so you're part of yeah. the goddamn theme song of the yeah, Bad Boys Club? exactly. Oh, man, see, yeah. this man don't toot his horn enough, man. I, you see, you should have you led with that. Yeah. <laughs> you should have led with that, goddamn. Yeah, so, you know. for those that are uh, sitting at home wanting to know some of the notable names that you've worked with, yeah. go ahead and throw, go ahead. You know, throw it out there Man. as far as just some of the people that you've worked with. Uh, it done ranged from every rapper, athlete, like some of my biggest accomplishments lately. Uh, Chloe Bailey, Key yes. Glock, Future, yeah. Polo G. Um, the list goes on, to be honest. Right, let's go through it, man. Uh, you're uh, an engineer by trade. 
Yes, sir. Um, is that what you, you know, a lot of engineers start off as rappers. Were yeah. you like, hey, I'm going to start off as a rapper because um, yeah. before, to, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. What, what did it start off as for you? All right. So it started off with my best friend was like a weed plug. So yeah. that automatically started getting me connected with rappers. And I had a computer in high school. I took like uh, audio, visual, whatever class bullshit. But I didn't apply it at all. But I was learning at the time. Okay. So once I get a computer and I'm in the circle, they're like, hey, bro, you don't know how to record us? Because they're like freestyling on their iPad recording videos. Yeah. I'm like, I think I can do this. Well, we dropped the first track. Like, this is 2015. Got like 10K plays on SoundCloud. That's, that's lit. Yeah, and that's like, lit out of nowhere. Right. So like right off the bat, that automatically started attracting more rappers. And uh, I'd say like 2020 or 2019 is when I started really taking it serious. I decided I'm going to go to school. And I didn't go to school to really learn what I was doing. I went to school to meet someone as passionate about music as I was. Oh, that's real. Right. Now, you mentioned school. Uh, you you graduated Valedictorian. That's correct. From college. Yes. That takes... Uh, you know, unless you just went to some small school, I don't know. It, it takes yeah. a lot. It takes a lot to say I'm gonna be top of my class. Fact. Um, what even kept you focused to Man. even get top bills? So crazy. Like at the time, I'm a bartender. I'm working a full time job, like 40, 50 hours a week, and I'm going to school. So it's like school from nine to one o'clock, and then work from like three to midnight every night, Monday through Friday. Like taking 20 hours of class at this time. The last week of school. This girl in my class is like, hey, are you going to be here for finals? I'm like, duh. Like, why wouldn't I be? She's like, because I've worked so hard all year and you're about to be valedictorian. Oh, if, if I had a drink, I would have spit that shit out. She like, just told you that. I'm about to be what? Like, because I'm just doing my work and turning it in, knowing that if I fuck off my homework, I definitely ain't going to have time to do it tomorrow. Oh, you know what shit. I'm saying? So, That's real. and I went to college, I think I started college when I was probably like 20 years old, which was a major upper hand for me. Cause had I gone at 18, fresh out of high school, would have fucked that shit off. Yeah, it fucked me up. Quick. <laughs> it fucked me up for real. I graduated with like a 3.2 GPA. I didn't care in high school at all, you know? So what'd you major in? Uh, recording arts. Okay. Yeah. So you said, I'm going to be probably in this music business or something to do with being behind a board and kind of fucking with it. That's what Right. You I really wanted to learn to make beats. But then I realized that it was teaching me Pro Tools and how to record and stuff. So what laced me up with that is like, I knew how to use Pro Tools. I had access to studios. I'm inviting the big producers like, hey, pull up, come fuck with me. Now I'm watching the producers cook up beats right in front of me. All right, well, let's ask some engineer questions then, man, because let's go and get to it. Hit me. You know, it's a new game now. What is your preference? Uh, those punching rappers or those who write the bars down and know exactly oh, what, you know? That's hard. It depends. I would say a punching rapper because it's very organic, the workflow goes, but a punching rapper who's like used to punching in, you know? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I seen the punching rappers, like, they be so, like, guess, I don't wanna say short minded or short, but they be like, yeah, let me get it. Okay, hey, stop, bring that back. Hey, hey put me right there, right with it. I'm like, it'd be like, so yeah. you have to keep up with them. Mm -hmm. I guess you're the kind of engineer that hey, I can easily keep up with. They got to keep up with me. Ooh, talk oh, to them. Talk that shit. They be like, hey, bro, I didn't want you to run it back that quick. I'm like, my bad. I'm used to working fast <laughs> as fuck. Like, talk that shit. Yeah. Talk that shit. Now, yeah. do you prefer the old school rappers where they actually have a pad in their hand and they're they're kind going of. through it and they're rapping their whole, like, uh, believing their heart out? Yes and no. If their performance is right, for sure. But if they're reading off the paper because they don't know their stuff, not That's the, the worst thing. It's, it's almost like acting. Words. An actor would never have his lines on a paper when they're acting. Exactly. Why the fuck are you rapping with a pad in your hand? Right. 
or you know if they look at the teleprompter and they know how to put that character on real quick cool but when they're reading the teleprompter like yesterday we had taco bell no run it back yeah. never that so how do you deal with those artists who just treat the engineer like almost like you know of course you do you know you work for them but they get real disrespectful when it comes to like just uh, telling you how to you know do your job uh, i wouldn't say it's a difficult one but it's one you kind of got to tread lightly you don't want to step on no toes make them feel intimidated because as soon as the artist feels like pressed in the booth now the whole session gone south but it's one of those things of like suggestions. If they're like, uh, run it back. I'm gonna be like, hey bro, let's say punch me in. That's good. Yeah, you know, like just give them the suggestion. And now they kind of start peeping like, oh, okay, I don't gotta be so, cause really they're talking to themselves. They're frustrated that they fucked their bar up. Like, I don't care. We can record it a thousand times. Yeah, you booked the time. Facts. <laughs> you booked the time. You gonna pay, we gonna keep running it back. For real. <laughs> you know what I mean? For real. What, so. do you, what do you do when an artist comes in and they got a click and everybody got straps? Oh, shit. You got shit. your back turned to the computer. Uh, I mean, shit, you already know the deal. I'm kill shot. You think some guns be intimidating, but it's really a professionalism thing, you know? When they're coming with security or coming how these real rappers are stepping, that's what's important, you know what I'm saying? When it's all their little homies in there, all blicked up, this and that, like, what are y'all here for? If that's the kind of problems y'all are prepared for, I don't even want you at the studio. You know, Tupac you know what I'm saying? got hit in the studio. So ever since Tupac got hit in the studio, it's just always been a stigma. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, go down to the studio. So what okay. do you say to the rappers that, or who do you feel are better when it comes to spin bars? Those who are on, who are, let's say, are on, I don't want to say drugs, but you know, let's just say drugs. Let's say weed yeah. or whatever, whatever they're on, pills, Zan, whatever they're on. Do you like them better sober Man. or hot? It depends. I think it's really more like what they're used to. If they're used to kind of getting a little faded and doing their thing, like that, they're going to walk in there and do their thing. But if they're like not really used to it and they're like, oh, we're at the studio, let's pop these Zans, they're going to fall asleep behind the mic. That's I'm going to be like, come on, bro. Like, you knew you shouldn't have done that, but like, because this is the biggest problem. No matter what goes wrong or right, you know whose fault it is? Yeah, they the engineer. Engineer. Damn, bro, I ain't finished my song. Why <laughs> I ain't finished my song? <laughs> well, I didn't tell you to motherfucking sip a foe and then pass out in the middle of the session. You dig? So on the other side of that, you know, uh, you know, we used to have a studio. You know, even me, myself, I used to engineer. Um, a guy went to the bathroom and, he, you, know, he, you know, he bumped the line, whatever. You know what I'm saying? He did a line of coke. And uh, got right to it. And that nigga rapped yeah. six songs straight, nonstop. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, nigga, no break. I'm like, freestyle. Yeah. Like, nigga, just go. I'm like, bro, what, like, nigga, what do you want, nigga? Fact. Have you had that to where someone do, someone take an upper? Uh, and then they just get, like, so lit that it's like, bro, the energy. I would say very few, to be honest. Like, there's a few who really going to get it done no matter what. But I would say with or without the influence of whatever, they're going to get it done. Because it's a mindset. If you take drugs on the regular and you can handle your business, that comes down to you as a character and like your your professionalism versus like you do drugs because you're trying to escape whatever, you know? What's the worst thing that ever happened to you during a session? Worst thing that ever happened during a session? Fuck. I don't know. Like someone knocked over a 1942 bottle and spilled it like all up in oh. the fucking cables and all the shit like big mess to clean up like and nothing too crazy you know like 
My main thing is uh, a lot of people come based on referral. So if they're coming, they already kind of know the deal. Like there's no reason to be pressed. I'm cool with everybody. I don't politic too much. It's one of those things of like, this is the safe haven. Studio ain't on that time. You feel me? So, what's, what's the longest session you've been in? And if you don't mind, can you say who it was? Uh, shit. Probably like 18 to 20 hours. And it would have been either like, Key Glock or no cap, they both lock in. Damn, you went 20 lock. hours on a session? On God. Nigga, that's a day. For real. Do um, what do you say to the <laughs> to I don't want to call them groupies, but to the females, to the lady friends that come and you know, just be a, <laughs> they just be sitting there throughout the whole thing, you know. Yeah. They just gotta sit there and you know, play their position. Do you do you get do you become friends with them? Do you talk to them while they are mm-hmm. sitting there like doing their shit? Sometimes it depends. Like if they adding value to the equation, for sure. <laughs> If they just there, like, come on, we know what time you want. <laughs> you feel me? It's just like, mm, if I if I got something to get out of the equation, maybe. Now, I asked you earlier, and I know the answer is going to change, but I want to I want you to go back to this this topic because we were yeah. touching on it. I asked you um who was the biggest artist um that you probably felt that you did, and your response to that was Key Glock at the time. Yeah. Um, be because you said of what it was and what Dolph meant to you. Can you kind of go through that as far as why Key Glock was so important to you? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, like, number one, not debatable. Biggest independent artist in the United States right now. Really. Like, check the numbers, check everything. Like, And he's just very humble with it. Me have, meeting him, working with him, like, really a one-of-a-kind kind of dude. He going to pay you double the price. He going to take good care of you. Where mm, not everybody else I can say that about. But previous to that, like, you know, I got a lot of respect for Dolph. My whole business model, my whole, like, go get the money, independent mentality, ownership of what you're doing was really inspired by him. So even being able to, like, get close, work with Glock, work with somebody in that, it was like a very big accomplishment in my mind. Kind of like, let me know, like, hey, like, you're doing some shit, you know? Now, you said uh, you was able to work with Glock, uh, Fizzle, and them, uh, having yet meet Dolph prior to his passing up, but you did actually were in the same room with him right next to him right. three weeks before his uh, untimely demise, and you did not speak to him. R.I.P. Dolph. R.I.P. Dolph. I now, didn't. Why, did, why, didn't you, why didn't you holler at him? Like, Man. You're right next to him. You, he might it's have just, seen you before already. Just but, the environment, you know? Like, it's one of those things. You had an event. Everybody's trying to take pictures. Everybody's trying to be somebody. Like... I just felt like there was a better time. And an introduction will always take you way further than a self-introduction. Let me yeah. give you an example. Hey, this is my boy Joker. He got the hottest podcast in Dallas. Versus you being like, oh, yeah, I'm real-life street stars. I do this and this and that. They're going to be like, that's cool, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, everyone, everyone, so, everyone got the hottest. Exactly. But, you know, motherfuckers is quick to a believe cosign, when a somebody else. A cosign is real. A cosign is real. So, uh, I wouldn't say like necessarily looking for the cosign, but knowing I already had the cosign. All it was going to take was for someone to be like, oh, yeah, he's a fire engineer locked in. So how did you feel once um, you like you, you see Dolph, you're in the room with him, you know, you already recorded Key Glock, you already recorded his artist. And then you see his passing, you see the way he the way he went out and stuff like that. Man, how did it hit you? Tragic. I, uh, I'm going to be so honest, bro. I done cried the day he died. I was like, man, that's like, real. That's that he was a very big inspiration and mentor to me. Like uh, 
I don't really want to talk about it too much more, yeah. but know this. Yesterday, two days ago, I just got the rookie John Morant card with Dolphin Key Glock in the background. <sighs> I done traded someone my Pro Tools template, the only person on earth who probably has it. That's what he gave me in return. That is wild. Y'all hear that? The John Morant rookie card with Key Glock and Dolphin in the background. No, that's, hold on to that. Yes, sir. <laughs> Don't say whatever happens in life, <laughs> however down you get, hold yeah. on to that for real, for real. Now, when I asked you that, I actually was that the biggest artist you was ever, um, you know, like, you know, have credits for. Yeah. And that's the name you said. But then you came back and said, nah, wait a minute. I have yeah. a, I had a bigger artist that I was with. What, who are, what artist was that that is a yeah, bigger sure. artist than Kegel? Uh, probably the biggest artist I don't touch, the Pro Tool session type shit, was Justin Timberlake. Shout out to my mentor. His name is Chris Godby. He's the GOAT. He done taught me a lot of stuff. You know, when I came out of college, I'm already valedictorian. I got a little motion, worked with the baby, little shit. He was like, hey, bro, I need some help on some sessions. I'm like, for real? What kind of sessions? He's like, oh, nothing too big. And it's like Murder Beats beats, and it's Timberland, and it's Justin Timberlake. I got to assist on uh, this project for Justine Sky, if you know who that is. Like yes, crazy do. fucking things that to him, that's just the norm. But for me, I'm like, damn, like, these now, are big names. Again, we've all been engineers. Uh, you know, we, we used to do this shit back in the day, you know, and to pull up uh, a session and see vocals and fucking Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And singing or doing, like, that is, bro, that's legendary. Man. Appreciate that's legendary, it, bro. Thank man. you. Would you say you're the top artist in Dallas? I mean, top engineer in Dallas? Yes. I got to say it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? 1,000%. The main reason why I'm the top engineer is because they don't have the computer savviness that I do. I've been to LA. I've been to Miami. I've been to Atlanta. I've seen firsthand every engineer out there knows who the fuck Killshot is. And it's because I speak the language they do. Out here, they're not so savvy to like the computer. Everyone chases analog gear and does all this shit. Like, it's 2023. Thanks. Analog gear going to disappear. I promise you. It's going to disappear. Um, what would you say is the best studio in Dallas? The best? Ooh, that's a hard question. Yeah, the best one, like the biggest staple so far that I've been affiliated with was KFI Studios. Yeah. Which is yeah. no longer a thing, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. Can, do you know what happened there? <laughs> like, Man, I've seen the news of what happened yeah, there, no doubt. Like, Were you there? Were you working, when, out, of were you working out of there when it happened? Man, or? I was there the night before it happened, if I'm being honest. But yeah. I ain't really have a savviness to what the fuck. Like, I've read the news. Like, you can kind of tell. But day to day, I'm locked in the A room. I'm working with big clients. I mean, we had every major rapper. If KFI was open right now, we'd already have two plaques on the wall. You know, let me tell you, KFI, when real life was down for a minute, we was actually going to move to KFI to do our, uh, do this light wall and put it in there. Yeah. They was going to have probably a crazy studio. Oh, God. And, and, yeah, but it's crazy because you say it like, we wouldn't have been there every day. So we want to know the day-to-days of what's going on. And, right. uh, you know, hey, sometimes you dodge what you dodge and, you know, go from there. Um, Luminous Play Sounds is a big studio in Dallas. Have you ever worked out of there? Multiple times. Um uh, shout out to guys at Luminous Sounds. Uh, I think there's a few plaques on the wall as far as some artists that they, legendary artists that they did what sure. with. My mentor is the one who put those plaques on the wall. See, talk, man. Talk to him. Come on. Talk to him. Do you feel like when you go into a studio like Luminous Sounds where they have all that equipment and it's just, is that for show? Like this, this day and age when it comes to digital? It's facts. It's facts. I, I'm going to keep it 100. Like, they got amazing gear there. They have very rare vintage gear. You can get an amazing sound. But, it's 2023. Their plugins, they ain't so savvy with like the software. The recording chain's super important, 
but this is my benefit. I got a MacBook Pro. My mix can be opened right here, right now. I can plug it in with the little fucking headphone cord and yeah. we good to go. Plugins are right there. You mix it up with all the analog gear, that's the only room you will ever open that Pro Tools session in because nothing else duplicates it. match it. See, that, hey, there you go. He's telling you, know? you something. He's telling you something. And budgets have gotten way smaller. The labels, they ain't trying to spend 3500 5K, 10K a mix. They're trying to spend 300, 500, 1,000. So you want to pay for the time and get it done. Like, sure, there's benefits, but like to the consumer, a song's a song. An unmixed song will do as good as one professionally mixed and mastered. So let's do it like this, man. You just touched on a very big topic, man. And this is what's going on in Dallas. Um, what do you feel um, Dallas is missing when it comes to production, uh, music hmm. production? Um, all right. There's a few different things. One of them is going to be the television and film industry. The reason why I say that is because historically, like sync licensing, getting your movie put in a major film, or getting your movie, getting your song put in a major film is what's gonna turn it up. 20 million views first day. You get a Fast and Furious soundtrack song, instantly platinum. Facts, We're facts. out here, we ain't really got nowhere to put the music. These artists are putting their shit on DistroKid, distributing it, and they think that they're gonna blow up off of that. Like, the difference here though, is our population. We got like, let's say 4 million in the DFW Metroplex and almost 5 million in the Houston Metroplex. That alone could get you a million views. You could have a million dollars in your bank account, a million Instagram followers, a million streams on your song, and nobody outside of Texas knows who you are. That's facts, really just from this. You call that sync licensing? Yes, so that's the pairing of like audio to film. Ah, yeah. I was wondering how do you get your songs on like a show I thought it was just a distribution company you go through and then they do their thing. Couple factors. One, relationships. Two, like avenues. There's some websites, taxi.com, shit like that. You can submit. You might land like a Ford commercial or an Apple commercial or something. They'll pay you like 20 bands, 30 bands, but you don't got the relationship. You meet like the, the uh, director of like music or whatever kind of audio overseer of a film company. Yeah. They're going to be like, hey, send me some more songs. Next thing you know, it's in you know, a documentary or it's on the next HBO series and now nice. you're negotiating real money and they're going to pay you royalties on top of the upfront bread. And a continuous check, for real. Now, it, I think it was Luminous Sounds when we first met the baby. We did our baby interview at Luminous Sounds. Yeah. Um, I think I seen a picture of you there as well. Yeah. Um, so and you had worked with the baby. That was uh, for Bebe, you know, the Hub Live type thing. Shout out to Hub Man, Live. Man, that was a crazy night. That was my first night ever working at Luminous Sound. Oh, shit. Yeah, that this, was a crazy this night. Is, this is what the owner did to me. He said, hey, so we're going to have uh, this artist pull up. They're just going to have a little listening party. We need you to just, like, stand there and make sure nobody does anything too crazy. Nothing too I'm crazy. Like, bet. He's like, no smoking, though. I'm like, oh, no bet. No smoking. The baby walks in smoking a fucking backwood. Backwood. In the hallway. Like, not even in the studio. Like, into the building. In the building, so, yeah. I swear to you, they smoked four boxes of backwoods Bro, in the studio. Go like, back and... Because, yeah, we record that footage. It's on Real Life yeah. Channel. Go back and watch that footage. They were... Bro, they was Bro. passing that bitch around. <laughs> I, I looked at the like assistant dude who was like above me at the time. Yeah. I'm like, 
hey, you don't think they're gonna be mad that they're smoking? He's like, oh, they're gonna be pissed. You should go tell them. And I'm like, I'm not finna tell the baby he can't smoke. You go tell He said, hey, I'm talking about standing on tables. Yeah. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, that was part of the last time we did the hub at uh, Luminous Sounds. <laughs> yeah. And fucking the owner is in the back room the whole time. Whole time. Like- but he's like in the back. So as soon as he comes out, he sees me in the hallway. And the first thing he says is, who's smoking in here? You know what I told him? I ain't seen nobody smoking. I, 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 I didn't see a culprit. <laughs> I didn't see a culprit. Sorry, Trey. He banned <laughs> us from there. Shout out Trey, cool. man. For <laughs> shout but, out you Trey. You know, like, what was I supposed to do? It's 200 people in there. Like, you can go to my Instagram and see the video. It's packed it's in there. It's packed, man. I'm, I'm not going to tell them they can't smoke. No, it was, I'm, it was I'm a cool moment. It was a moment. Yeah. And, uh, they pulled up in La- They put up all white Lambo. Whatever uh, they put up in. They pulled up deep. They deep. had the fleet. <laughs> they had the Lambo, the Lambo truck, the Bentley, yeah, the, the G-Wagon. Bentley, like, they had everything. Like, <laughs> for real. What can you do? What can you do? Now, we've seen um, Chloe Bailey just posted um, her track with Future. Yeah. Um, uh, for her new, um, I think she has an album coming out, right? Yeah, it just dropped. It just dropped. In pieces. Dropped. Yeah. Shout out, Chloe and, Baby. Um, you are kind of littered all over that thing, man. Yeah, for How sure. How did that project even come to you? As far as um, to do with Chloe? man, it's crazy situation. So my mentor Chris, shout out Chris. Uh, he, I've been working with him a long time now for years. Like two years ago, I guess is when it started. I was kind of assisting on some Chloe Bailey tracks, some different little stuff. Two years ago. Two years ago. Literally, like. Two months ago is when we got all the files compiled and they're like, hey, we need to get these all turned in. When you turn in deliverables to like Columbia, which is Sony as well, like they really are expecting a lot. We got to do clean versions, TV edits, instrumentals, the mixes, the mastered versions. Like we're not turning in MP3s. The rappers leave the studio like, yeah, just send me the MP3. You know what I'm saying? So we turning in a lot of shit. And uh, throughout that whole process, like... I got to assist on like a lot of the records. I think I did like 10 of the 13 records where I like put the shit in Pro Tools, color coded it, organized it, titled it, like switched it up, even did a little mixing on it type thing, you know? Yeah, he said color coded. His niggas don't do that. I got a a whole process. Like my process in Pro Tools is the same almost every time. Beautiful. Beautiful. You know? So you get that, you get that, uh, you get that turned in. Um, Again, you got, we see your credits on there. Um, have you won any awards for any engineering uh, that uh, you've done? Have they? I haven't won any awards. I got a couple of plaques. Okay. Like I'm sure I got some more on the way too, just based I'm off sure. of what stuff is doing. So, um, but no awards yet. Okay. It's okay. coming soon. I have a good feeling I'm gonna win a Grammy. You know, I can't speak too much, but I'm doing somebody's album right now that, that they're, they're from here. And it's just very, nobody is in the lane they're in. You know, they're bringing choirs in the studio. They really are working on some productions, not just some, I'm going to come rap on some YouTube beats type shit. So let's let's talk about it then, man. Uh, From the DFW, man, you've got a lot of business and you've done a lot of work with Yellow Beezy, man. Sure. How is it working with Yellow Beezy in the studio and how, you know, you know. It's cool. uh, he has a uh, Monster Beast. He's running Monster Beast right now, as far as you know, on production. But he shout he, out Monster. He didn't produce. Yeah, shout out Monster. He didn't produce with everybody. Uh, but to run his sound, because one thing I always said is that um, the that's on me track, um, which of course I'm, I don't know if you had you didn't have a hand in that. That was a nah, previous. That's team, JT but, and Bud. Yeah, JT and yeah, Bud. Shout um, out JT. I always and Bud. see like engineering and production really took that song to the next level. Just the way the cadence and the the way they flipped the sound of that um, took it to another level. 
Uh, so Yella, for you to be in the studio with him working on day to day songs, how how was that vibe? How are y'all mixing? How are y'all? Moving? Um, it's normally chill, you know. Yella's a cool dude. Like, uh, it always happens on some crazy shit. Like, I just happen to be the one that's available, and it happens to be a big artist, so they know the sound gonna be right. Maybe I, it's a lot right. of factors, you know. But who you know, that's that's everything. Cause Yella still got a full time engineer, yeah. uh, Bud Beats. That's who his yeah, his guy is. So uh, I just be Falling in line, you know, getting where you fit in type shit. It's funny how getting where you fit in could turn to like, hey, I'm going to need you more and more and more and more. Facts. Uh, he just did a track with, um, I believe you posted a picture on IG, um, him and, um, who was it? Uh, I forgot that. Polo one. G? Yeah, Polo G. Yeah. How was that session itself, man? That just one to, was lit. Yeah, just to yeah. see those two go Polo's in Polo's hella cool. Like, Polo's probably one of the chillest, most regular dudes ever. Like, it was so fucking funny. Yellow's boys were in there. And they were drunk as fuck. They were like kind of annoying a little bit, you know? Talk and Yella's you. like, y'all need to get the fuck out of here. Like, y'all are pissing us off. And Polo and them were like, no, 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 it's cool. Let them keep talking. Like, fucking, you know, they run their little shenanigans. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, we finna leave for real. We finna leave. And he's like walking out. And the dude turns around and is like, by the way, Polo, that iPhone chain? Hard. <laughs> and we all just bust out laughing. Nah, bro, shout out Polo. That iPhone chain yeah. is hard. <laughs> How was it working with uh, No Cap? No Cap, man, legendary for sure. He's so creative. Like the craziest thing with him is like he's just gonna go in the booth and knock it out. He's not gonna come out of the booth until the song's finished. Who was the Who was the most like like precision artist? Would you say that like does not mm. fuck up? Like go in there, lay that mm. shit down, and be good. Interesting. And I think I'd have to say Key Glock, just because I. His dedication, I literally cannot even compare it to anybody else's. Is Key Glock, is he freestyling? I mean, not saying freestyling. Is he punching yeah. in or is he, he like, has it already? Nah, freestyling, punching. Like, the crazy thing is he'll, like, listen to it, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and then boom, he'll be like, let's get it. And he'll punch, like, three, four bars, maybe one bar at a time, but he's finna run it. Ah. Like, quick. And then his ad libs, like, I swear, the spirit of Key Glock lives in his ad libs. I see him turning like go ghost. His eyes roll back in his head, and he like does the ad libs, and it's just like the Who? fuck. You know what I'm saying? Who would you say have the best ad libs in the rap game? The best ad libs. Ooh, that's a hard one. It's got to be the Migos. Yeah, take off. Show. Shout out take. Shout out take off, man. R.I.P. Take off. Uh, it's funny. I went back and listened to Versace, right? Versace, Versace, and I'm like, all through Drake's verse, you hear take off. Uh, hitting the ad libs. Yeah. That just goes to show you how ad lib heavy he was. Yeah. I'm like, this nigga was. They, they, got that, <laughs> they got that one freestyle they did. I think it's on like BBC America or some shit. The, oh, the yeah. Come on, man. man. Bro, just the ad libs alone. I'm telling you. Sets it off. They were, the, they were the kings of it. Like, if they didn't start it, they were the ones that got it really trendy. Would you put them you know? over Jeezy? I'd have to, uh, but you know, I'm a little bit younger, ah, so I got yeah, a lot yeah, of respect yeah. for Jeezy, but that's not my era. Okay, you wasn't on the 101. Right. <laughs> the 102. Nah, Jeezy had, Jeezy had an ad-lib run. I think he kind of started where ad-libs made sense in rap. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? For real, for real. For real, for real. Um, if there's somebody that you could work with, bro, that you have not worked mm. with yet, who would you One like person. to get in the, who would you like to just touch their, you know, touch their project? I got two, and it's complete opposite sides. The first one that comes to mind, T Grizzly. The second one that comes to mind, the Kid Leroy. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. 
I would love to do like some pop alternative style shit. Like a lot of people know me for the rap, but I don't touch gospel, pop music, R&B, like kind of be very uh, musical with the shit. You know, as an engineer, you really got to have like some music theory knowledge in order to succeed. Because once they start talking that shit, you better know what they saying. Otherwise, you're automatically disqualified. He don't know what he doing. Who do you think was the hardest artist to come out of Dallas? The hardest? That's a super difficult question. All right, this is what I'm going to say. The biggest artist to date is for sure Yellow Beezy. And this is my justification behind it. I just seen the Legends of the Streets tour with T.I., Gucci, Jeezy, all of them. I just seen Future with ESTG and uh, Don Tolliver and all of them. Both concerts, they brought Yellow Beezy out to do a song. That's what solidified him being the biggest artist out of Dallas, because it's not even just about his reach in Texas, it's about his reach in the U.S. Yeah, and internationally as well. Like, right. Uh, worldwide, I think Yellow Beezy has the biggest reach right. um, for the... I mean, I always say it like this. Uh, whenever an artist comes out, they need three. And that's why I always feel like the road, the road had two. Right. They need that third. And then like, I look at a lot of, a lot of other artists. Right. They ha they'll have one, like um, uh, Lil Will... He had two. He didn't have three. T Cash. He had two. But that third, you need that third one. Yellow Beezy actually came with that third one. Yeah. That when the world really hinges to it. Yeah. Okay, you solidify it because you need. To me, you need three hits. If I, if I had to put like two, three, four, five, it would be Trap Boy Freddie, OG Bobby Billions, Big X the Plug, and then Tay Money got to take number five. Oh, shout out Tay Money, man. What what are your thoughts on Tay Money running it up? Man, I, I think she's hard. She definitely doing shit like nobody is out here. She could be uh, the biggest girl artist in Texas. Just saying that. Mm. I, I'm not sure on that. I'd have to like do a little more research. But, you know, she, she doing some... No a lot of people know who she is. She got like a real fan base. They're going to ride or die for her. So where do you place Mo3 in that era as far Ooh. as just his ability? You know, rest in peace him. I, I left him out of the equation just because, you know... Um, I'm talking current today, but uh, he definitely was a huge trendsetter. Like, debatably, was the biggest artist for the one point, especially when Outside dropped. I know that was right after that happened, but right. those numbers are bigger numbers than any artist in Dallas has ever seen, probably. Yeah, when it comes to talent level, um, even you as an engineer, when you see someone that comes in there and sings and raps at a, at a high level, what does that say to you as far as the artistry of being able to sing and rap to, at, you know, at that level? Um, like major music talent. Yeah. The reason I say that is because you have to have a very like complex understanding or maybe a lot of influence. Maybe your dad listened to rap music, your mom listened to singing music, so you became that hybrid. But without the influence from both sides, it's a situation of like, if you don't know, you just don't know. I can if you said, what's the latest Miley Cyrus song? I'd be like, Psh, I don't know. <laughs> it could be number one on the billboard right, right now, but I, I don't know. <laughs> you know. Is there an artist that's out now that you feel does not deserve to, well, I don't want to say don't deserve, but that you feel doesn't have the the skills to, let's say, rap or sing that, you know, mm. gain fame based on just maybe outside of their talent of music? Interesting question. Um, I can't really pinpoint one artist. I would say that to be an artist, though, many things play in. Everybody thinks it's just about the music, but they forget the music is essentially your advertisement for whatever product you're trying to sell. Facts. That you is know? so much facts. That whether that facts. product be your clout, whether it be physical merchandise, whether it be features, whether it be you're trying to get shout outs on telegrams for weed brands, 
all hustles. Who gonna be the richest though? The one who does all of them. So what do you say when you see like an Instagram star trying to never rap before, but throws out a rap song or tries to sing and you know a lot of auto tune is in it and it's flooded, but you know, hey, they got a brand. They're not confident. That's what I would say. Ah. As soon as they're like, turn my auto tune up. I'm like, they're not confident. Unless that that's their sound. There's a few artists who they've historically kind of built this sound. They're that, you know, leader in the avenue. But other than that, if you're not confident to do it without the tune, you just can't sing. So and that's no disrespect. Something like uh, uh, the Catch Me Outside girl, uh, Danielle, I forget her name, but, you know, what's your bad baby? Mm -hmm. She was Instagram or she was famous virally first and then she started making music. Right. And someone like that comes into your session. Do you take them serious if they've never they've never rapped before? They've never been behind a microphone. Uh, I do take them serious until they give me a reason not to. Uh, the bet. reason why I say that is because like uh, somebody who's really determined to get something done is going to get it done. If I said I was going to be the top basketball player of 2025, I'd first have to get drafted, then I would have to actually put some numbers up. But if I practiced every single day, I could fuck around and make the draft. Even if I don't, I still might fuck around and make it in a couple years, you know? It's one of those things of like, you can't tell someone you can't do this until they show you they're not willing to do it. There you go. Now, Kill, I gotta ask you, you know, there's been a lot of uh, situations where engineers have been able to say, hey, I'm gonna turn a female into a star and I'm gonna use that as a way to holla at them. Have you ever tried to shoot your shot at a female artist? That like, hey, I'm gonna I'm turn <laughs> you into a star in this booth. So for me personally, no. Cause I'm very like professional with it. Like I actually came up working with like a producer who was very hot with like Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, Iggy Azalea type shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like early in my career, that was kind of ingrained. Like this is our work life balance, you know? So for me personally, no, but the stories of what I've heard is very common. Do I think it's like acceptable? Eh, maybe, but it's situational, you know? You know if like, it's 3 a.m., you know, she's on a douce. That's you know, the situation. Like she normally is club no, hours. no, go. <laughs> but like when they approach you, or maybe you know them outside of the music, that's when it's like a little more acceptable. If you're oh. if you're solely coming to the studio to work on music with me, we have a business relationship. Yeah. You don't know me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, women get upset when dudes try to shoot their shot while they're trying to work. Like, no, nah, I'm trying to really oh, never. do this. I'd yeah. be laughing because if anything, like the dudes who think that that's the avenue really be turning me up. Because <laughs> right. I'm, I'm ignoring them the whole time. They finna be like, oh, kill shot, you're so nice. Can we get your number? Like, I'm like, shit. Hey, turn me up. Yeah, yeah. Catch me outside. <laughs> Catch me outside. That's real. Now, there's a lot of people, Um, even you walked in with a, a, a you know, a smorgasbord of a team behind you. Yes, so it's funny because I've never seen an engineer move with a team of people. And I, and let's me know that you got to a certain level to where yes. it makes sense. Can you kind of so, shout out your team as far yeah, as you know, yeah, people facts. who... Uh, you know, shout out my boy Lex, my best manager ever. He going to connect the dot. Hey, Lex, oh, Lex. get on the camera real Okay, quick. okay, Lex in the building. Yo. Come on, let's get in. Yeah, come on, sit on, on the couch. Come on, we good. Come on, shout dog, out Lex. Lex. This is my brother. We got Lex in the building, man. What's good, man? What does Lex bring to the team? What does Lex bring to the table, kill for you, man? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let Kill speak first. First and foremost, he be reliable as fuck. Whatever I need, I'm gonna call him like, hey bro, listen, I got a studio session you think you can pull up? If I call him like, hey bro, we need some fucking Rillos and we need a bag of ice on your way up here. 
he gonna bust the play for me. Bro, you need that. If I need somebody to just simply negotiate a little bit of business for me, I'm gonna be able to send the number. If I need someone to connect the dots, maybe the artist wants something very specific, a party favor or something. Yeah. My boy gonna bring it. You get me? Lex, uh, what's some of the wildest shit a nigga asked to have at the studio? Man, I'm gonna tell you straight up, every time it's the girls. It's the girls and obviously we know the party favors and everything like that. So it's the usual stuff. It's never really anything so crazy and so out of reach. But um, I, I say maybe recently, folks, you know, when they ask you for requests and just trying to keep the artists happy, they'll get a little specific. You know, they'll be like, hey, can you get me the banana, this, that, from over at this store? <laughs> all green nihilators, please. Exactly. It's cool. I, you know, I'm respectful about it, but sometimes it's like, all right, you're reaching a little bit. So wait, have you ever had an artist where he's like, bring the females and you bring a, like a one that just didn't make it like, nah, that ain't it, fam. She ain't it, fam. Well, you see that. Me personally, I'm not going to necessarily bring the females, but the folks that we have that, you know, it's bring not, the females. nine times out of 10, it's going to be up to par. It's not going to be a question. Okay. Okay. But that one time out of 10, <laughs> do they blame that, you for it? That, that one time out of 10, you're going to get them stairs. Yeah. You're going to have folks looking at you like, bro, you need you didn't need to leave with them. Nah, for oh real. Oh, my God. Nah, I ain't going to lie. That's so important because I ain't going to lie. You know, we didn't run a studio for over 10 years, man, you know, from all out of North Dallas and everything. And that's one thing that is very important to have. Like, hey, when the session's coming, they may need things. They need to make store runs. They may need to, something. And to have a guy like Lex on the squad to be like, hey, we're going to make this shit happen to where yeah. it brings business back. That's all that matters. Facts. Can we bring and the business back? Shout, shout out my new assistant, Vic, too. You know, we got runners to handle the shit. Shout but Vic. my point behind it is whatever I need, he going to make it happen for me. You feel me? And Facts. that's real, like, trust and loyalty and able to, like, build some shit because vice versa. If he calls me, hey, kill shot, I really need you to do this. I'm going to get it done. So have y'all decided to open up your own studio session? Your own studio? Like, uh, no. Hey, all I'm saying is, <laughs> when I have the hottest studio in Dallas, Texas, they are not going to have a choice but to come fuck with Killshot. Oh, shit. You know, it's funny, man. Um, you know, we're not in the studio business at this exact moment. We're going to get back in it. But we always try to be as real life productions. We said we're going to have the hottest studio in Dallas. Uh, we, I felt like we was there. I ain't gonna lie. You know, Luminous Sound was the only people that, to me, was fucking with us right. at a point in time. And then, you know, it's just running a studio business is hard. Very difficult. I will tell you, it's hard, man, because you're dealing difficult. with an element of rap. And if, mind, if I was just doing country music or something, I'd probably be good. <laughs> but when you're dealing with rap and rappers, yeah. it just comes with an element. Yeah. Uh, Lex, what's the wildest shit you seen in the studio session that you was like, man, this shit is crazy, man? All right, so maybe. In a session uh, that was going, I seen folks like you think everything is good. Folks in behind the mic working, you know, other maybe the entourage is cooling, smoking, you know, chilling a little bit, and then maybe something shocks me. You see somebody jump up, <laughs> and then I one even in the morning, <laughs> right? It's like two, three in the morning. You working like, and then obviously the artist wants to know what's going on with his people. So it's you know it's, we get it's kind of hard to get back in the mode after some shit like yeah. that pop off like nigga everybody out like oh what we good we good everybody yeah, right it's, it's, yeah, they thought it was a, sh a shootout or something outside it's like no nah, we always kind of keep the environment controlled to say the least so for the most part when we when we see you know situations usually we're not involved and when we are involved the something gets handled immediately so definitely definitely definitely. 
Um, as far as pros and cons, Lex, in Dallas music scene, what do you see as far as on the production side of things, the pros and the cons? Um, the pros, I'll start with the pros. I see a lot of artists on the regular here in Dallas. There's probably 80 to 100 different artists and celebrities here in Dallas, you know, on any given night. So the pros, we have a lot of people that are willing to work and a lot of people that are willing to connect, you know, bring you on board, show you some things, give you some sauce. You know, as long as they see you're serious. You know, when, when you see people playing, you don't even want to share nothing with them. You just want to turn the other direction. So it's a real. lot of people out here on a, any random day ready to work. That's real. That's real. As far as some of the hardest working artists in Dallas that you see today, who would you throw out there, Lex? Uh, coming out of Dallas or just here? Coming out of Dallas. Or here, that's here working in the city. Man, I, and I, I can't overstate this. And Killshot mentioned him before. Key Glock. I'm not yeah. going to lie. When I seen Glock in the studio, I had to really shake that man's hand another day because that whole, he didn't, he damn near didn't even come out the booth. And so when I left, he was still in there working. Back to back. So another day I came, he was still working. I had to shake that man's hand and tell him he, he's beyond professional because he's in there. It's like, damn near, you, you, you damn near hear Dolph in the background saying, work, work, go. work. Yeah, work. Like, go. Like, bro, like, it was crazy, but Glock for sure. Damn, no that's question. real. Damn, that's real. Man, hey, I ain't gonna lie, man. It's it's funny because you know we have these conversations about you know what's going on in Dallas, what's happening, um, you know what do artists need to do to kind of blow out the city. Um, Kill Lex, what would y'all say? Of what would y'all like to see of the up and coming artists out of Dallas? What would y'all like to see them do more to get to the level of getting to you as an engineer? Yes, uh, the first one is rollout plans. It takes one single. I'm going to give you a, the realest example. Everybody here knows this person. Lil Ronnie Mother F. Shout out Lil Ronnie. That's my dog. He could go do a 15-state tour right now and only perform the song Throw That Ass in a Circle. Facts. That song's how old? Come on now. Decade. At least. The reason why, though, is because it's marketed so good. It's such a trendy, hit little record. The tick, You could still go watch a TikTok today and they got that song on. Facts. My point behind it is... You get that one hit single that people know you as, and now you have a brand that you can build around it. And you can also kind of either keep that lane open or you can kind of try to shift lanes a little bit. And none of these artists are doing that. They're trying to ride the wave, but it's too late. They already missed the bus. And then Atlanta is one step ahead of us. Even if we're the ones maybe inspiring it or our producers, writers, different shit are over there doing shit, it's still not here right now. You know what I'm saying? That's real. That's the last real. one to do it is Big X the plug with that Texas song. Texas, yeah, nah. You gotta do at least if they know the chorus. Exactly. Where kids and girls can sing it. We still riding swingers and put diamonds in our necklace. Come on now. It's the Just, only line I know from the song. But at least you know, you know it. I mean, but I'm telling you, the kids it. know it, the girls know it, the the, the guys know it. Facts. That's you what it is. You scroll through Instagram and see United Masters sponsored a post with him on it. Yeah, that alone lets you know, damn, he really doing something. And I, I really hope uh, y'all go vote for him on, uh, you know, uh, double XL double freshman. XL freshman. Yes, he needs to be on that. We need to see that Texas representation. Would love to for see real. Uh, Lex, what would you say? Would you like to see as far as what artists need to do to make their way in this game in Dallas for worth? I say, up and coming artists, just continue to work and continue to market yourself. Social media is is is, is one thing, but. I don't know, it's, it's hard to even explain because we have such a frequency, such a vibe out here in the Metroplex and it's so many people that have the potential to make it. It's just keep working and keep pushing yourself. Invest in yourself, that's a major thing. 
Invest in yourself. Don't go out there blowing your money and thinking, all right, you live in some life that people want to see. If that's the case, you know, invest in yourself and show yourself. You know, don't be hidden behind the uh, outside of you and everything. If you're really feeling, feeling your vibe and you think you really got something to offer to the Metroplex, invest in yourself, you know, get out the shadows, show yourself. Man, that's real, that's real. I'm going to add on to that too, you know, like uh -huh. everyone's go-to thing is I'm going to go to ecstasy and get the DJ to spin my song. Cool. You got 400 people who didn't give a fuck to listen to your song versus I'm going to go spend 400 in some Instagram ads. And now I'm going to be walking through Walmart like, hey, where have I seen? Hey, aren't you that one artist? Right. And all the little locals are attaching on to what you got going. That's facts. And then you writing it off on your taxes, too, if you're really business savvy to it. That Free game. Now you got like some real motion. Even if you put $40 a month into it, give it six months and see how many people don't see your same ad. Free game. Free game. For real. God damn it, man. This is Jules. This is Jules being dropped. Man, uh, let's do it like this, man. Uh, for those that do want to get at you, I don't know how, you know, let them DM you to tell, you know, tell them your prices yeah, and stuff like that. But if they do want to get at you, man, see your work, how can they get at you, uh, Kill? And, uh, you know. Uh, most important way, Instagram. I swear to you, Instagram done connected almost every dot you've seen. I met Key Glock through Instagram. You now, know what I'm saying? you had a blue check before blue checks were $14.99. What do you feel about the $14.99 blue check uh, epidemic? I like it. Only for the fact of if you're savvy to what Instagram's doing, you're subscribing because there's a whole list of benefits going on behind it. They're right. gonna push it Look to at more the benefits. people. They're gonna verify your account because this is the thing that people don't know either. Instagram was verifying you blue check based on ads you run yes. in combo with being a public figure. Yes. So if you ran enough ads, you could get a blue check because they wanted to verify you're a legitimate business. Correct. You're in a different place. Where most people, the funniest part, paid 1500 or more to get their blue check because they got articles written in all these other magazines. Yeah, let, yeah, and, let me tell you. Yeah, let me pay for all these articles. And now, I'm, hey, I'm in these articles. Now, uh, where's my blue check? Exactly. And then all of a sudden, fourteen ninety nine. here you go. I right. feel bad for the last thing that did that like a month before that came in <laughs> and paid all that money and said, God damn it, they did 1499 <laughs> For real. Shit, I done wasted all this money. So oh, yeah, God. so but, tell them what the uh, Instagram is. So like on Instagram, you know, they have all new guidelines and stipulations. And if you're keeping up with their like updates and their guidelines and stuff, you're going to see what is to come with it. Twitter yeah. blue is the same thing. You subscribe, they're going to push your stuff to more people. They're going to give you extra little benefits. You got your little Meadow Verified dashboard. You got everything you can tap into. And I promise you, if you're paying, your analytics are higher. There you go. This is there a pay-to-play game. Life is a pay-to-play game. So for somebody to knock someone for trying to play at the top level they could, I think that's a little bit funny because you're missing out if you're not doing it. So Pass. what is you talking shit for? There you go. Talk to them. How can they follow you on the gram or any other social uh, media? Yeah, you can find me everywhere. It's Killshot ENG. My YouTube is my latest and greatest little ordeal. Yeah. Instagram is the best way to get in contact with me. I got a business phone number. I don't even give a fuck. Hit me up. 832 206 3027. Tap out. in. Shout it out. Tap in. You feel me? Uh, Lex, you can go ahead and throw them how to get at you, man, on your social medias. Oh, yeah. Holla at me. On IG is Lex underscore. Till T I L L the next, and so y'all can hit me in the DM or you know we'll, we'll, we'll take care of Dennis. Kill, you got any shout outs you want to give? Hell yeah, just shout out to everybody who's here. Shout out my assistant Vic. Shout out my cameraman Azzy. Love you, bro. Shout out my brother Lex. We locked in for life. And uh, hey, is Greedo back there? Hey, Greedo. Hey. Hey, come 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 drop a little shout out for me on the camera real quick. 
Got my boy O3 Greedo in the building. You know, we got locked in very recently. Shout out to Cap G, Bobby Billions. They really done connected the dots for me on nah, it. For Shout out Cap G. Shout out Bobby. Yeah, that's gang right there. Yeah. Gang, gang, gang. My hey, Greedo, what's good? What's good? We got Greedo on the goddamn building, man. Out of the age, man. What's good with it, baby? Oh, oh, let's, let's mic him up real quick. Let's mic him up real quick. Well, I got to come back there and get him. Hold on, wait, wait. We're going to mic him up. Yeah, I got this one right here. Oh, they're giving you up. Yeah, I'm letting you do a shot, my boy. I'm going to just do it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I need to fuck with everybody at Tampa out here. It's really nice to see your money out here, Jim. Talk to him. Oh, God. Talk to him. Y'all, y'all see like how we got the day in California. They get their minions and nobody even know who they is. Facts. We need, we need in on that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, we might get, but we gonna, we gonna pause and then. Yeah. A quick little jump cut. Appreciate it, bro. Man, I hold my car, right? You're going to be standing there with me. We got to see where they told my <laughs> shit to. Nah, you're good. I promise you're good. I'm pretty sure they're doing free parking right now because I had to park. On, on the street? Like on the street street? Yeah. That's just how it is in this area? Yeah. Where you parking? You saw that bright blue car right, outside? Right, the Aston? Okay. Yeah, like on the street right there. There was no, no tow sign. He'll be good. By the police station? Yeah, I was trying to find a spot over there at first. There was no spots. Yeah. Am I good at parking? This is like a good area or what? Yeah. Are they good to go? Yeah. Oh, okay. Up, yeah. up. All right, all right. You want me to walk in there again? Yeah, come on, come back, come on, 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 uh, it really Cap G is the first one who put us in there, but I just did a song for OG Bobby Billions that Shout Rito was Biggs. on. So, uh, that was the initial connection, and then Cap G actually brought him to the studio with me. Man, Grito, what, what, you in Dallas, Fort Worth, man, what's your thoughts on the city, man? You out here, you know, you moving, this making shit, it around? This shit live, you know what I'm saying? This shit, this shit is more like, you know what I'm saying? When I was locked up, I was more like in some country towns and shit. <laughs> 
So I had a different judgment, you know what I'm saying? But this shit live, it's like, you know, it's more like the city and shit. Yeah. Everybody dressing like us and talking like us. It's like, this ain't what I expected. It's normal. I be out here chilling and shit, you know what I'm saying? Nah. I got a couple spots in Texas now, so oh, I yeah, fuck nah. with it. I thought I thought I wasn't gonna fuck with it when I was in jail. I'm like, man, I ain't fucking with Texas never again. <laughs> but nah, the, you gonna come back to the city? Yeah, the state ain't the state ain't put the drugs in my car. I did, so you know what I'm saying. Oh man, talk to him, man. Nah, well either way to have you sitting down, man, to give this cosign and let us know, man. That boy Killshot, man, again, what he's doing for the city. If folks didn't know his face and know his name, I'm glad we put on the platform to give him the light because when it comes to the music shit. Uh, and I, and I want to ask you, Greta, you can answer this too. What do you feel is the most important part of production? Is it is it the beat? Is it the engineer? Is it the verse? Is well, it the hook? Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know what's the most important because all of it plays part. Um, we've been in sessions together, so he already know, like, even half a decade later, I'm on an elite level. Yeah. So you got to be hard, of course. You got to be hard. hard. You got to be versatile, like you was talking about with the rapping and singing, but... If you play the beat, I'm ready, but the engineer got to be ready for that. The gotta engineer got to know what to press. If I say, hey, I need this on that, I ain't going to give him my secrets. But if he can, this, Killshot going to find it. Killshot going to be on point every time. I think we had like maybe like 20 seconds of friction in the studio when we first met. And once he seen like, oh, this how it go? Yeah. You feel me? He kept, he kept stopping the beat. I'm like, bro, because I, I know so many people punch. Yeah. And I'm trying to get used to like how people punch. I used to just freestyle all the way through. Yeah. And then, but I'm like, let me focus on the sounding better. So that's why I started punching too. So once we got a little chemistry, it was over with. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with him like a little bro. Like, he hard. You know what I'm saying? That's real. It's, it's like I look at a music video, man. Like, a lot of times it's in the editing. Of the music video, you know what I'm saying? Anybody can shoot that hoe, but if the editor raw as fuck and make that bitch jump out and do all the shit, that's what the engineer is to the music. Like, bro, I'm going to make this hoe do tricks when it comes yeah. to engineering. So, nah, that's a blessing. Yeah, because I, uh, I recorded in Dallas a couple times before I met Killshot. And before when I was in the halfway house, my halfway house was in Houston. Yeah. So I got a night pass to record in Houston, and I was locked in with somebody who was just clean. And I'm still locked in with him. So when I was when I recorded in Dallas, I'm like, and I, I drove back to Houston, like, bro, this ain't it. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I live in Atlanta. I, I live in Atlanta too. So Cap, my boy, and he brought me to the studio with Kill Shots. So I'm like, man, I don't know, man. We uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but he was hard. It, it's it, it matters, you know what I'm saying? If you know what you're doing. And the engineers gotta have a good attitude. A lot of the engineers be on some, I went to school here, I know what I'm doing, you need to listen to me. That caused a lot of friction. I know me and Young Thug, we famous for like getting on the engineer ass, ready to ready to fight, <laughs> kicking them up out of there. That's what me and I ain't gonna lie. Around the world, or at least around the country, me and Young Thug known for firing the engineer and damn near slapping the shit out of him. But it's damn, damn near, damn near, damn near, but not all the way. Free Jeff, you know what I'm saying? Nah, not all the way. Yeah. Nah, for real, for real, for real. And, and while I got you here, I got to ask you, Greedo. Uh, uh, and we're gonna we gonna we're gonna run it back here with a full one. We're gonna give you a full one. Yeah, but, you know, shout out Thug, man, Free Thug, man. I gotta get your opinion as far as, you know, when you go in that booth and you make this music, it's it's part of an art. It's part of an art skill of, you know, you telling the story and doing that. When you see situations like where like they wanna use the art against you, like in indictments shit like that, what is your thought process on the art part of it? Like, I'm, this is like me painting a picture of me standing over something or doing something like this and y'all coming back and saying, hey, this, look at this picture he drew. Like, what are your thoughts on that as far as the artistry getting used against you? Um, 
to be real, some people try to make it about race or about the genre. I just say it's hating because I really don't know, and I might be talking out of my ass. But, but rap niggas me. get richer than anybody these days. Woo. Rap niggas oh, richer than rappers back in the day. And I think everyone hates the, the <laughs> niggas they call legends and put on that um what's that the um four little things on the rock the um Mount yeah. hip hop Mount Rushmore. Yeah, we getting more money than them in now, a facts, year. Facts. We getting more. Them niggas died and didn't have their bread. You hear me? No, no facts. bullshit. No, 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 no you're right. So, I, so I, now we getting more money. And dirty, like I'm out the projects. I'm dirty, ugly, disgusting, straight sleeping off flows and sleeping on couches. It. Man, it's an Aston outside, paid for. And this bitch, what? Quarter meal on Nigga, my neck. House I on bought, my neck. I bought both of them from a jail cell. Ooh, I, they don't like that. You they, hear me? I can't see no scenario which they would like it. Yeah, I so can't see no scenario which they. Just, it's just hating. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's a racial thing or not because I feel like these days. Asians, whites, whatever they, everybody is is on the urban community. All these these kids ain't tripping off of no race. You right. feel me? They with the drip. They with the resale, the shoes, the Supreme, <laughs> the Amiri. You know what I'm saying? They, they, hey, I like that's a problem. If you had a million dollars and then show it, no one probably give a fuck. Right. But the fact that you gonna show it and flaunt it, yeah, nigga, that's gonna make me feel away. They don't like that, and it's <laughs> like they took two superstars. No matter what the situation is now, you know what I'm saying? And, and Young Thug is a close friend. We Leos. We rock with each other. You know oh, what yeah. Saying? Shout out to Leo, gang. But, uh, yeah, it's the- bro, like, y'all, the things, I was watching a documentary on it on, uh, on, my, on my TV. And, like, the things that they taking out of his lyrics is like, that wasn't nothing. Like, y'all dry creating something out of nothing. But then they play some things like where Johnny Cash was talking about. Killing somebody in his music. They was playing other people. Yeah. Okay, well, what? what Where's that at? They yeah. played that queen that, uh, mama, I just killed a man. Yeah. Ain't nobody take them to jail, you know what I'm saying? See? So it's just, it's just hating because we eating. You know, the industry is designed to destroy us. I'm signed to a record label, so I know how many times I got to push and pull for my way. But nah, my good. label do me well, though, but I'm just saying. But you know what it is. Yeah, you know the work they go behind trying to make if, it if I was If I wasn't outspoken and if I didn't. Say what I said, I probably would have some headaches like them rock and roll people did back in the day. Man, talk to him. Well, again, man, I appreciate you being able to come sit down, man, and co-sign the guy Kill Shot. Because again, uh, he needs no co-sign, but yet to have you on the couch no, is a blessing. We're gonna bring you back. But for those that do want to follow you, uh, Greedo, uh, tell them how to get at you on the IG. Just look for this big ass chain, baby. No, <laughs> three Greedo, you know what's going on. Y'all know who I am. Stop acting stupid. You feel? There you go, man. Kill, you got any shout outs you want to give? Man. Shout out to, you know, everybody who watching the episode. Shout out to everyone who done made it possible. Teamwork really make the dream work, bro. And uh, it's not a lot of people on my team, but it's the right people. So if you out there trying to get it, make sure you surround yourself with the right people because a relationship will take you far further than any amount of money will ever get you. Man, say that again. Folks don't know that. They think they could pay their way in. No. That network is real. That relationship is real. They're going to your ass, and you're still not going to be in. So <laughs> good luck with the money. Nah, facts, facts. Well, you already know what it is, man. I got to say it, man. We got all three greedy on the goddamn couch, man. But he co-signing the one and only, man. We got Kill Shot, man, in the building, man. You are a real-life street star, man. We salute that shit. Hey. Oh.